The Sports Career Podcast, episode 191. How is over-the-top content marketing influencing the future of the sports industry? Sports Achiever and welcome to another episode of the Sports Career Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's a sports expert in a particular field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career of marketing and also in the mass participation sector. I really do hope that this podcast show can benefit you with regards to your sports career development, with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is David Watson. David is the Vice President as Global Head of Product for US Base at Spartan Races, where he specializes in product development with the application of marketing and branding strategies like creative content campaigns to enhance the business growth of the Spartan Race experience, but also brand worldwide. For that reason, it's such a pleasure to have David as a special guest on the show. And that's why in today's episode, David will share his sports crew journey and explain to you how over-the-top content marketing is influencing the future of the sports industry. David, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please, could you share to listeners your sports career journey? When did it all start? Ed, thanks for having me. Uh, when did it all start? It started when uh, I was, I've just scratched my head on this one, you know, because it was quite a while ago. It was about when I was 16. Um, so that's quite a while back. I'm, I'm 37 now. So um, my first job, uh, the first real job actually I ever had was in sports. And um, I ended up working at a company that was involved in Australian rules football, <laughs> believe it or not. And, uh, and the company's job was uh, essentially out, outside broadcast um, uh, sort of solutions, I guess. They, they were like a camera rental company, an equipment rental company. So, you know, I always wanted to uh, work in sports. I always wanted to work in uh, TV as well. So sort of put the two things together and – Found myself pretty quickly uh, at sporting events and um, working on uh, working on the TV side of things. So my entry into sports came through uh, came through the media side more than anything, and then um, found myself you know behind the camera, in front of the camera, behind the microphone, in front of the microphone, <laughs> or always behind the microphone, depending on where I was sitting. But um, yeah, it was generally in media, and uh, and then you know, sort of, uh, sort of launched out from there. Out of interest, did you do any studies with regards to preparing yourself to work in this media world, or was this literally just hands-on experience? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I did. Um, so I ended up um, doing an undergraduate uh, with a with a major in film and uh, in, in screenwriting. So. My undergraduate degree was was you know related to um, motion picture and 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 uh, and sort of the creative uh, field. So that sort of catapulted me into fifteen or so years of working in film and television. 
you know, with a lot of sport weaved in there, uh, a lot of other stuff too. Um, and then sort of everything's, you know, come full circle, a lot, a lot of stuff in between there as well, obviously. But, uh, yeah, everything's come full circle. And, um, and now I'm at Spartan and it's been, you know, over three years now uh, I've been at, at Spartan and absolutely loving it. Before we talk about Spartan, just really quickly, reflecting from your time at university, how has that supported you now looking back, especially that the power of video is so significant in today's society from a media standpoint? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, the combination of studying uh, and, and learning some of the basic skills uh, that you need, um, also learning how to learn, I think, is one of the biggest things. Um, and working at the same time, I found, was a good combination. Uh, you, you really want to combine real-world experience with um, what's going on in the classroom, especially when you're at that level, meaning you're starting off in your career, you know, you're fairly young and, um, and there's a lot to learn. And these days, I, th- I don't really think, uh, well, since it's so competitive, I, d- I don't think people really take you that seriously unless you do have a bit of real world experience as well so i combined both together um and then obviously i went on from there i did um i did my master's degree i've got an mba uh, as well so that that became much more valuable i guess for me because um you know it's a it's a master's degree and it, it carries a lot more weight but as far as an undergraduate degree um, it was a combination yeah, of, of working and studying that, that was valuable. And just looking at the sports industry as a bigger picture relating to your experience, what have you think has been the most significant shift with regards to the movement of the sports industry in general? Well, there's so many shifts, you know. I mean, you were talking about media. I was talking about media as well. And it's, you know, that's such a massive driver. I mean, take a look at Olympics at the moment. Um you know, there's there's data out there showing that you know um, viewer numbers around the Olympics every four years have been in decline, and I think one of the biggest challenges, for example, for the IOC right now is figuring out how to make the Olympics and the sports that are contained within the program more relevant. You know, to uh, a younger audience, you know, the global audience that's always followed the Olympics. Obviously, the numbers are always massive around around that uh, collection of sports. Let's call it. But the big challenge is is staying relevant and being very uh, watchable. And 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 you know, now with being able to consume content at any time, over the top content, what they call OTT content, um, it's even more important that. Uh, sports have an outstanding media strategy. I mean, you look at you know, top commercial sports in the world like the NFL, the NBA, um, you know, these sports uh, you do it really, really well. I think another one that's done done a, a pretty good job of recent times is Formula One. You know, they have a, a really nice um, uh, streaming content platform. We can watch all the races and, and flick around and watch, you know, different drivers and switch to different cameras and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's that's something we're really conscious of at Spartan as well. And um, I think the yeah the biggest shift over the last 10, 15 years has been towards uh, less crowds at events and uh, and a lot more around media. And it's it's more 
relevant than ever. Just for the listeners out there who are unsure what OTT means, could you just give a little brief description what it means and how it's actually influencing the sports industry from a consumer like content perspective? Yeah, sure. OTT stands for over the top, um, meaning that essentially um, if, if you're creating content, you being the, the organization, the company, whatever, even the individual, um, you're sharing and distributing that content through your own platforms. So, um, you know, at Spartan, for example, we, we produce tons of content um, around uh, our races, our championships, and a lot of that is distributed through our own platforms, our social media platforms or our website. And, uh, you know, that's not being shared in that case, for example, through a broadcast. Now, we do share stuff through broadcasters, for example, ESPN at the moment showing a bunch of our stuff. Um, but uh, it's kind of like direct-to-consumer, you know, um, Netflix making their own shows and, and then streaming them to – uh, you know, viewers is over the top for them. So yeah, it's it's kind of like removing the broadcaster element out of things. You know, the traditional way of doing things where you know you have a broadcast TV and you sit down and there's a time slot and you go and watch something. It's it, it's not that getting the content directly into the into the viewer and the consumer's hands through your own platforms. Absolutely, and out of interest, uh, what inspired you to? pivot your career and work in the mass participation industry with regards to Spartan races? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> the opportunity just presented itself to me. I, Joe, Joe DeSena was in Singapore and I was in Singapore at the time. We were both there and we met each other through a sort of fairly funny story where we he wanted to go to Japan and, and meet the marathon monks and he asked me, do I know anything about it? And I, I said to him, actually, I, I was there last week. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of it's kind of funny like it's uh you know it's not really the most common thing these these are these these monks basically that for you know um centuries have have run uh a marathon a day up to a double marathon a day as part of their sort of path to enlightenment and they they're in Mount Hiei in Japan anyway it's a, it's a pretty interesting story you can look it up online but um you know we we connected over that and soon enough we were running around Japan together and um, and sort of just yeah, I just I just found out a lot more about uh, Spartan and um, and what what Joe does and and it was really exciting. And um, at the time, I was working in financial technology, um, but always on the with a product focus. My whole career has been you know, really sort of product focused. Um, and uh, you know, I, I I just saw this great opportunity and, and a sport that I loved. And I, I was an you know amateur ultra runner, you know. <clears throat> nothing too special but um do love the sport and i've always loved sport and played sports so um and coming from entertainment background and in technology just putting all this together just seemed right so we um we connected and uh and here i am three years later well it's a bit ironic because about two years ago and just for the listeners out there i've had the privilege to have joe on the show and honestly he blew me away with some of his insights his career story and ironically actually I was interviewing him when he was out in Japan through Skype so it's a bit weird of how the dots are <laughs> connected um, yeah. but would you mind explain to listeners if they've never heard of Spartan Races I'll be shocked but if they haven't would you mind just giving a, a scope of what Spartan Races is about but most importantly the mission statement of what this event is uh, the running um, events all about as well yeah yeah, Spartan is uh, obstacle course racing. OCR um, is the is the short name, and um, 
basically Spartans found in about 50 countries around the world, about a million people a year take part in, in Spartan races. And you can think of a Spartan event as um, kind of trail running uh, combined with obstacles along the way. So it's a challenge of all the different facets of um, uh, physicality and uh, endurance and uh, it's it's awesome fun. It's awesome to watch. You, you, you'll run along trails and you'll hit things like eight-foot walls and rope climbs and heavy carries and barbed wire crawls and, and rolling mud and all sorts of good stuff. And the sport's really taken off um, in the last, I'd say, two, three years, especially the last five years um, on a really sort of upward inflection trend. And, and now, you know, we're seeing million-dollar prize bonuses and some of the richest prize money in endurance sports anywhere in the world and some of the best athletes in the world competing in, uh, in Spartan OCR. So um, that, that's the sport. And then the, the philosophy behind the brand is all about um, – evolving yourself you know it's all about challenging yourself in order to uh improve uh wherever your weak points are mental physical spiritual um spartan touches them all and and spartan is about um getting you out of your comfort zone uh so that you can uh essentially be a, a stronger better human and uh and you know, millions of millions of people around the world have experienced that, and everybody's got their own story about how Spartan has uh, has helped them, and it's a lot of fun as well along the way. Out of interest, how has the Spartan philosophy influenced your self development? Looking back from the last three years, yeah, incredibly. Um, it's the hardest, you know, it's the hardest I've worked for sure, um, and I've worked pretty hard throughout my career, so it's a pretty pretty high uh, level, you know, when you're coming originally as i mentioned from film and tv where you do 17 18 hour days you know um and and sort of the grit i guess that i need to apply uh in this job is is fairly incredible uh, so that's uh that's one of our you know core philosophies it's it's you know uh, core principles i guess is, is grit and perseverance um and when you're building a sport and I say building because, you know, we're relatively young. I mean, this sport's been around, you know, really 10 years. I mean, Joe's been doing this for 20 years uh, when he first started the death race back in Vermont. That was called the death race. It was a pretty, pretty uh, wild event. You can check it out. But, you know, when you're building a sport, that takes a lot. And when you're, you're in countries from everywhere, from Vietnam to the UK, uh, the US to Mexico, uh, Poland, you know, to South Africa, uh, a lot of challenges come with this, and um, and every day something different's happening, and and uh, and to to make to to get the most success out of this situation, and 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 always be pivoting and evolving and and growing. I've had to apply a lot of Spartan principles, like I said, grit and perseverance are two of them, um, and just getting uh, getting things done, you know. Um, there's a, there's a probably a swear word I could use in the middle there, but you know, getting uh, insert swear word here done is uh, is the biggest part of it, you know, and um, and not giving up, and and things get tough, and you got to uh, you got to push through. Out of interest, uh, would you mind just sharing an insight of like where the Spartan sort of brand is going for the next couple of years? Have you got like a mission, like a a vision for the next five years? Out of interest. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we plan many uh, different visions uh, out from short term 
to medium term and long term. Um, you know that really uh, our goal is to be the biggest endurance sports brand in the world in all aspects. You know, we're we're one of the biggest right now in terms of participation numbers. We actually might be might be the biggest now. Um, in terms of revenue, we're not yet, but uh, we want to get there, um, and we want to be, uh, you know, um, the the sort of three sixty five um, lifestyle and sports brand for everybody. So whether you're on the course or off the course, you're thinking, you're eating, you're training like a Spartan. Uh, that's our goal, and um, and you know we're going to have to make a, an even bigger. Uh, expansion of uh, our community of Spartans worldwide to do that, and we're, we're doing that every day. And so, you know, in future that involves um, you'll see more from us in nutrition, you'll see more from us in training. Uh, we're moving into the world of mountain bike now. We've uh, we've just taken over one of the one of the most iconic mountain bike races in Costa Rica called La Ruta. Uh, we've uh, moved into trail running uh, this year in 2019, and 2020 is going to be uh, it's going to be huge because we're, you know, basically five or six xing our number of trail races around the world with a world championship. Um, and so, you know, in addition to all this, um, education as well, and that goes from everybody from four years old, you know, right up to, you know, uh, as long as you can uh, open your eyes and read something, uh, Spartans for you. So, all these different facets that um, that people can involve in their lives, um, not just on the course but off, is is where we're heading. Just quickly on that note, from an educational standpoint, because this is what this podcast show is all about. The one thing I love about the mass participation industry, which I'm learning more and more, how important is it for people just to get involved in this type of event, just to get physically active? What um, case studies have you seen where people have been a bit intimidated at first just to stay active, but then when they do get involved, part of the brand, part of the philosophy, they stick to it as a routine or sort of um, sort of way of a lifestyle? Have you seen examples out of interest? Every day. Yeah, every day. I see examples every day and, and uh, examples from all over the world. So it doesn't really matter what culture uh, or what country or what religion you are. Um, these principles are universal, uh, meaning the Spartan principles, and and the things that you learn from getting out there and getting active, in terms of uh, lessons and things you can apply to the rest of your life, whether it's you know at school uh, or at work, at home with your family, um, sport does all those things. And there's a great great Australian football coach called Paul Ruse. I think his his quote was, "Sport is life, and life is sport." And um, I really agree with that statement because, uh, you know, what better way to learn about how to deal with the um, unpredictable events of life than to get out on a course and face unpredictable elements and have to battle through it, especially if you know, you're not active and, you, and you're a bit intimidated by something, um, then that's even more reason to get out there because you've got even more to gain. You know, so getting to the start line is one of the first victories, and then just just getting out there and 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 enjoying it as much as you can, and, and facing up to some of the fear, and you know, uh, gritting through the tough stuff, and celebrating the wins, and reflecting on the hard times—that's life. Um, and so, nothing I think is better than uh, than and sport to do that, whatever the sport is. You know, it doesn't have to be Spartan; it can be anything. But um, without 
uh, sport and without being physical and without being active, uh, you're severely disadvantaged. David, I find what you talk about really interesting. You're absolutely right. Sport is just about getting involved. Just on a personal note now, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back right now? Oh, man, I, I'm at the best time of my career. I mean, in terms of in, what I enjoy, every day we're doing something different at Spartan. I mean, I've just come back from Sweden where we had our Ultra World Championship, you know, um, minus 30 degrees at the top of the mountain, Celsius that is, minus 15 around about that at the bottom. And thick snow and uh, 24 hours of racing and and just the most beautiful uh terrain there and and incredible athletes and just before that i was in greece um at our trifecta world championship running amongst you know olive groves that thousands of years old um you know before that our world championship in lake tahoe in california which is a half marathon distance um the team and i were on calls last night just talking about uh, planning out a, a brand new series that we're going to launch uh, next year of a particular type of races. I mean, uh, right now it's it's um, as I say, it's the most challenging, but it's also the most fun because we just get to do so many different things and and building a sport from the ground up. Whether it's you know we have meetings on on rules and trying to solve you know how do we how do we create a better officiating program you know for um, our global uh, referees or you know uh, how do we better use camera technology to you know capture you know penalties or you know uh, working with our creative teams on what our medals look like and what are the SOPs and procedures that we should use on ground to you know increase customer satisfaction when somebody crosses the finish line and picks up that medal and gets their t-shirt and and you know we just touches so many facets of the sport that um, I'm just having the most fun in my life right now so Okay, I'm quite grateful, actually, for every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could definitely hear that through your voice. And honestly, I just find the work you're doing and what you're involved in so fascinating. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What three tips would you give to university students who really want to pursue a career in the mass participation industry? That's a really good question. Um, point number one, I'd say read and research a lot um everybody i know who's really successful reads a lot and i don't just mean like just reading wikipedia i mean yes do that but get books um and and read about what you're interested in because the more you can learn uh that way the better equipped you'll be to uh really make decisions about your career i think that's point number one Point number two is get real-world experience, uh, meaning doesn't matter what it is um, in terms of like you, you, you're not going to walk straight into a high-level role, probably, unless you have some kind of freaky skill set, um, uh, and get out there and, and, and get work experience because um, when it comes to hiring somebody, uh, that's what matters the most. The the degree is important, um, but it's not more important than real world experience. You got to have both, and it's never too early to start. And the earlier you start, uh, the more equipped you're going to be. Uh, and then number three, um, I'd say focus on learning people skills, and it doesn't matter 
whether you think you're going to be a, a leader or whether you want to be a leader or not, uh, the, the, the more skills you have in dealing with other humans, uh, the better you're going to do in life. And that's a hard one. I'm not really sure they teach that at school that much. Uh, certainly in my experience, uh, it's limited. You, you don't really learn it uh, without learning it uh, on the fly, so to speak. So, again, that's, um, that's something you can do by reading and learning and talking to people and, and watching other people who are great at, at uh, interacting and, and leading others. So um, that's something that's really, really important as well. So when you put these three ingredients together, I think you're going to be really at an advantage compared to the rest. Absolutely. I really do hope the listeners take that on board. And I'm actually applying those people skills with regards to yourself because I've really admired of what you did out in Singapore with regards to the, the mass participation conference we are both at. And look, David, how can people interact with you online? I think one of the best ways is actually uh, you can you can interact interact with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll find me there. We can put a link in the show notes. Um, otherwise, get on to get on to Spartan at Spartan or at Spartan Race on Instagram. There's plenty of stuff going on there, and and you'll see me pop up from time to time. And um, there's so much good content coming out of Spartan. The, the team uh, who does our content works uh, works their butts off. So um, check that stuff out. And then uh, you want to you want to get in touch with me personally. Um, get in touch with me on LinkedIn and and we can have a chat. That is great to all the listeners listening in. Those two links will be on my website relating to this blog post. David, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Ed, thanks for having me on. What a fascinating podcast chat with David. And I hope with regards to today's podcast subject matter that you can understand how OTT content creation or over-the-top content creation is so important with regards to brands and how they utilize their social media channels to attract their audience, to attract the you know the races that Spartan do to get people more involved. This is the future of the sports industry. This is the future how brands and also um, certain leagues are using content to attract their target audience and this is what it's all about this is the future with regards to content creation and without a doubt it's going to be something that's going to be utilized even more from a content creation perspective but from a career perspective I hope you've got a better understanding how you can apply reading how can you apply getting hands-on work experience and how you can apply understanding those sort of people skills will benefit you when pursuing a career in the sports industry those three skill sets with regards to reading getting hands-on experience and improve my people skills these are skills that you develop you don't stop developing them it's not like a tick box it's something that takes confidence and it takes time to develop within yourself so i really do hope you apply those three tips from david and apply it to your sports career journey today and make it happen Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. David said, get out your comfort zone, and when you do, you'll be a stronger human being. It's never too early to start. The earlier you start, the more equipped you're going to be.